Welcome to Candidate Conversations, a podcast where we talk to candidates and elected officials about life, family, careers, and how they got involved in politics and decided to run for office. I'm your host, Andy Cole, and today we are joined by our special co-host, Stevie Giorno, and by our guest, Tennessee State Representative from District 63, Jake McKelman. Thank you all for being here. So we'll just kind of start We'll just kind of start this um, first, and Jake, once you introduce yourself and tell you tell us kind of about your district, your family, and your roots in the district. Okay. Well, uh, I am Jake McCalman. Um, I was recently elected to represent the 63rd House District in uh, the great state of Tennessee. I could not be more happy and more honored and more privileged uh, to have the, the people in the 63rd District putting their trust in me to represent them in the Tennessee General Assembly. Um, you know, my, I'm married to my beautiful wife of 16 years, almost this June, 16 years. Uh, I've got three beautiful daughters that attend Williamson County Public Schools. And, um, you know, that's really, that was really my reason for running. Uh, I wanted to make sure that uh, we keep a safe, strong, and prospering Tennessee for, for uh, future generations of Tennesseans. My wife and I are going to grow old and retire here. And uh, hopefully my kids are going to want to stay here once they grow up. And, uh, you know, it's, I think we've got a good thing going. We need to keep it that way. Uh, as far as my roots in the district, uh, like many other people within my district, uh, I unfortunately did not grow up here. Um, I moved here six years ago from the Dallas, Texas area, and I never looked back. Um, Tennessee is my home, my forever home from here on out. Great. Um, how have you found so far being in the legislature for a couple months? How have you found it? You found it difficult balancing your family life with your kids and wife with serving, um, or has it been a little easier since you are a little bit closer to Nashville? Um, has that, or has that been difficult just being away from your family a little more? You know, I, I will tell you, it is, it is a blessing that I am in, in no traffic. I'm about 30 minutes from home, um, which is, I, I don't take that for granted. Uh, I respect the folks that come in here that uh, have a five, five and a half hour drive from their home to, to Cordell Hall. Um, that, that's a sacrifice. It really is. Um, so I, I don't take it for granted that I get to go home every night. I'm, I, we're in my house right now. Um, you know, as far as my, my first couple months go, it, it has been, uh, it's been educational. Uh, I've been explaining it to people. I said, it, it is like drinking from a fire hose. Um, I'm, I've reached the point I think we're, I'm still drinking from that fire hose, but not at point blank range. It's, it's maybe three feet away. So it's, it's, I'm, I'm starting to kind of, kind of get it a little bit, but I know there's still so much that, uh, that I don't know about the, uh, the, the legislative process and, and, uh, uh, really how, how, how things work up there. Um, you know, that being said, it's, it's, I mentioned it's been, uh, an educational experience. It's been fulfilling at the same time. It is to, I mentioned a little while ago that it's been a humbling experience. Um, I mean, every, every, there's not a day that goes by when I walk into either the Capitol floor, <clears throat> excuse me, or even step foot in, into the Cordell Hole building where I'm going now. This is, uh, you know, I've got 70,000 people that are trusting me to do the right thing and represent them accordingly. And that is something that uh, I don't take for granted. And it, it is truly an honor. Well, let me ask you this. Could you talk a little bit more about your business background and how you feel that that has prepared you to do the job that you are doing now? Is there anything that 
uh, maybe a, a hard lesson you learned in business that has translated really well into the political world? Sure. Um, as is anything, uh, business is, is about relationships. Uh, business is people. Um, if there's anything that I took out, my background is in corporate operations management. Um, you know, prior to moving here, I worked for the world's largest online auto auction, um, moved here for a, a tech startup. I ran operations. I actually worked with Leader Johnson for a while, and he, he ran PR and marketing. I ran operations. Um, you know, and we built a, built a company uh, from five regional areas to a nationwide corporation and built a, a, a small team to a, a large one where we were running 18 hours a day. Seven days a week, 365 days a year. Um, coming back to my first point, you know, if there's anything I took from business experience and corporate experience was um, learning how to deal with people from all walks of life. Um, you're in moving into the General Assembly, where I'm one of 99 in the in the House. Um, you being able to work with people to to get things done. I mean. Everybody, they camp campaigning is different than legislating. When you're, you're campaigning, everybody says, I'm going to get this done and this done and this done. Uh, the reality of it is you're, you're one of 99 people. And anything you want to get passed in that house floor, uh, you need you plus 49 other people that want to agree with your viewpoint. So being able to work with people that may not necessarily agree with you on 100% of the issues, but... Um, you find common ground and get and get things done for the betterment of Tennessee. I, I tend to think of myself as uh, uh, I'm borrowing this from Ronald Reagan, you know, with that that big tent principle, you know, the, and that 80-20 rule. Just because you may disagree with me on 20% of the issues doesn't mean you're 20% my enemy or and 80% my friend. You're still a friend, and we just happen to disagree on certain things. So um, I think working in a a large corporation dealing with people from all walks of life, um, you know, that, that has helped me uh, immensely. So talking about your career, how did you, what schooling did you go to? How did you get to, you know, get to the career that you ended up in? I know you talked a little bit about how you got to where you are now, but prior to that, what did your career look like? What did your schooling look like? Sure. Well, um, you know, honestly, if you would have asked me three years ago if I would ever consider running for public office, I would have asked you if you were out of your mind. Um, I, I, I'm the kind of guy I never thought of running for office. I was, we were, we were building a company, we were building apartments, we were expanding across the United States. Um, my career, I've, I've got a, a bachelor's in business administration uh, from what used to be Brandon University, which now was incorporated by University of Massachusetts under their UMass Global. Uh, platform. Um, you know, I, I ended up, I, I grew up around the auto auction industry. Uh, so I ended up working in the auction industry. Now, albeit it was an online auto auction, so it's more of a tech company than it was uh, an auction company. But, uh, you know, I, I guess my career. Um, you know, I, I came in at, at ground level, worked my way up, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm proud of it, and I learned a lot through it, and like I said earlier, it, it has helped me throughout the process of, uh, of where, I'm, where I am and what I'm doing now. 
That's awesome. Well, so what do you do in the very limited free time that you have, not only being a family man, but now being in session, what do you do on the weekends for fun? You know, what is, what is your rest and relaxation time look like? Um, I, I, I do as little as possible. No, I'm, 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 um, yeah, I'm with so, you. I'm with you. Right. Um, you know, so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a, an avid fan and student of the martial arts. I've, I've trained martial arts for 20 years, you know, more than half my life. Um, you know, I've, I've got a few people that I've been teaching as well as so I, I teach out of my house. Um, you know, free time. I mean, my, I've got, I've got three daughters and I, I recognize that, uh, I'm not going to have them forever. And my time is spent with my wife and my kids. Um, and I mentioned earlier, I'm home every night. That's because I, I want to be, I want to be with my family. I ran, they were my reason for running. Um, so it, it's, you know, it's the same kind of reason why there's you know, no other office really interested in me. It was, I, I have the opportunity to be home with my kids when the day is done. So spending time with my kids, spending time with my family, that is, um, uh, that is what I do in my free time. And I, and I squeeze in martial arts whenever I can. So I know you talked earlier about how you never thought that you would run for office, you know, just a few years ago. How did you get involved in politics? Um, you know, before running for office, well, did you do anything in politics? Um, I know you, you talked about working with um, Leader Johnson. Um, what what other things did you do in politics before running for office? So uh, my family's always been engaged in, in Republican politics. Uh, my, my grandfather's always you know, been willing to, to help various, various politicians with fundraising efforts, um, and, and really been supportive of, uh, both state and national, uh, Republican politics. I mean, he, he is a, a proud, a proud member of the GOP as my obviously. And, um, you know, so that I, I remember even as a kid, you know, Hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to this fundraiser right now. We've got so-and-so coming over. You know, governor so and so. So we were. I was always on that end of of the spectrum, and, and we'd go to fundraisers and show up to different events and uh, and whatnot. Um, my involvement, uh, and, I, and yes, I, I never thought I would end up in public service, but uh, my involvement really came out of. I don't know. I mean, I, this is my first time really talking to you. I don't think we've met before, but uh, if we have, I'm sorry. You know, but. Uh, <laughs> You're good. Uh, we have not. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I didn't think we did, but uh, no. really my, the whole theme for my campaign was, uh, if not me, who else? There, there's a, uh, there's a verse in the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament that says, you know, you know, God asked, you know, who shall I send? And Isaiah stands up and says, you know, well, here I am, Lord, send me. And that was, that rings true throughout the entirety of my campaign. And that rings true today. Every, there's not a day I wake up and go on know what am i supposed to be doing here? um so that was that was kind of the motivating factor and i've always i've always maintained that mentality of, hey if no one else is going to do it i'll step up i will step up and i will do it um and you know there wasn't a day that went by that i didn't say hey if this isn't supposed to happen god shut these doors um and they remained wide open so and here we are well, speaking of doors, that reminded me, I remember you had told me a few months ago 
could you give us your best uh, door knocking experience or maybe, you know, your, your worst, just the most entertaining? Cause I think I know where this is going to go, but you know, what is, what, what do you think of when you think of door knocking? What, uh, what comes to mind? Oh, oh God, that's, there's a, a whole lot that comes to mind. I'm thinking of, of snowstorms and ice storms and hot days and no food, uh, you know, and getting bit by dogs and all that kind of fun stuff. But uh, those, those obviously, those are the worst, the worst of it. But uh, on the same token, I think of, and, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't have permission to use your name, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Uh, I think of Carolyn Shore, uh, who I knocked on her door early on and, uh, you know, older lady sitting on her front porch watching UT basketball and she and we talk a little bit and she said you know you're the lived in this house for 16 years you're the only candidate that's ever stepped foot on my front porch and uh and for that you've got my vote and so I and then I was I was tickled pink about that um best experiences whenever you knock on the door and, and somebody said and it's uh, 106 degrees and it feels like it's yeah, a million degrees because of heat index and humidity. And, you know, someone says, hey, would you like a bottle of water? I'm going, oh, thank you so much. Yes, I would. Thank you. You know, here, take two. Um, it, it's the it, it's people that you meet along the way, uh, to me, are, uh, are what I count as my best experiences. Um, getting to see, you know, really meet the people that I'm – I mean, look, at the end of the day, I'm standing on their front porch with a piece of paper in my hand and a smile on my face saying, trust me, I'm that guy on that paper right there. And, uh, you know, come election day, they, they put their trust in me. And that, you know, coming back to being humbled by it, that's what made it all worth it. That's what still makes it to this day all worth it is that, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm carrying the trust of so many people. And, and I think knocking on, I mean, I, I personally knocked on, 3,000 doors uh, in in the primary. Uh, when you figure there's you know, only 30,000 households, I mean, so I, I covered 10% of of, uh, of the area, and you know, I'm with my team. We hit another 20,000 houses, so uh, we we covered a, a vast, you know, more than the majority of of that district, and I think that 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 echoed true with. The election. I, I had no political background. I had no record to run on. I had I had nothing, like I said, other than a smile on my face and a piece of paper in my hand. Um, but I think our message was one that the the voters related with. Do you think your age kind of helped with being able to knock doors and having you know being able to get out there and talk with people, or do you think it hurt you any? Um, I, I certainly don't think it hurt me. I think. Um, did it help me? I think that when you look at the the majority of my district, um, the majority of our of District 63, and you know, and I could be wrong. Don't quote me on this. So this is these are these are Jake's estimated figures. Uh, these are there's nothing official about this. Um, I think the the vast majority of my district looks like you know mid 30s married family. You know, working professionals, um, and so I, I think that was uh, I think that resonated. Um, and for for the folks that I knocked on who were either who were older than I was, I think what gave them hope was 
um, a younger generation stepping in to fill that gap and saying, hey, we have hope for future generations. Um, and we're not having to worry about, uh, you know, uh, the, we, we hear this narrative that the younger generations are becoming progressively more progressive. And seeing a, a younger guy, I still consider myself a young guy. My kids may disagree, but I still consider myself young. Um, we we you agree. Know. You're still a young Republican. You're still. I, young. Hey, I, I've got a few more years, brother. I've got. I'm. I'm. I'm going to hold on to that as long as I possibly can. It's, um, I'm. I'm not 40 yet, but um, you know, seeing the majority of my district, which I I think I I resemble. Um, you know, like I said, mid 30s, married with kids, conservative. Uh, working professionals, and that uh, I think that was helpful. And for the older people, I think it just instilled hope in them that there is a another generation to carry the torch of sound conservative principles and sound fiscal management for our state. Well, the, let me ask you: What would your message be then to young Republicans who may not have a lot of friends who are Republican? They may be getting pushed into kind of changing the way they think. What would your message be? as someone who's a little bit older, but still a young Republican who's so set in your beliefs, even though people our age shouldn't necessarily think the way that we do per the media or per social media. Sure. Um, my message would be don't give up. Um, conservative principles work whenever they are applied. Um, you, you know, it's, it's easy to lose hope when you hear so many people uh, that are your age. And, you know, once upon a time, I was, you know, in my early 20s. And, and the, the story hasn't changed. I mean, you know, people in their early 20s were, when I was in my early 20s, were still, in, for the most part, lean to the left. Um, that, that has not changed. Uh, you know, but I still, I still held fast through with my beliefs and my principles. And, um, and they've, they've served me well. It's, it's never done me wrong. Um, so my encouragement would be hold firm in your beliefs, don't compromise in your beliefs. And, uh, you know, when you look at, you know, in, in the new Testament, in the book of Timothy, you know, it says, don't look any, don't let anybody look down upon you because you are young. Um, the, our youth, our, our, these, our young Republicans, we are the future leadership for our country, for our states, for our counties, for our cities. Um, you know, and we need to recognize that and, and hold to it. Don't don't shy away from uh, what makes us us, uh, and be proud of it. I'm not I'm not necessarily espousing the ideology the ideology of being uh, vitriolic with it by any means, but at the same token, you know, stand firm in what you believe, uh, and and don't uh, don't shy away from our message. Pe most people, when you put it into it, when you remove the emotion from it. Uh, the, the touchy-feely stuff, I, I'll, I'll give you this, the Democratic Party does a lot better at the touchy-feely stuff than we do. But when you when you take that part away and you look at what makes sense, um, that's our, that is our message, that is our platform. So don't shy away from it, be proud of it, stand firm in it, and, uh, and be able, and have a message, have, a, have a, you know, an apologetical stance to it, be able to defend what we so hold dear with our values. That would be my encouragement to anybody who's listening, anybody who's watching right now. Similar to that, what would you say, because um, I know when I ran for office the first time, I won a Republican nomination at 23 for the state house um, back in 2016. 
So I know I was told many, many times, you're too young, you need to wait your turn. You know, there's obviously now there's a few young Republicans in the state legislature. What would, you know, you say to those people who are looking to run for any type of office that are being told, wait your turn, you're too young, you shouldn't do it yet? I would say, um, take it with a grain of salt. Um, we've got currently, in, uh, man, I, and, and I love this guy. Kip Capley was, is the youngest member of uh, the General Assembly right now. He's, he's 25 years old. And I, I went up to him the other day. I said, man, instead of 25 years old, I was, I was working, finishing my degree. I had two kids. And the, the last thing on my mind was political office. I was trying to, I was buying groceries and paying rent was on my mind. Um, you know, so for the, for those folks who are in their early twenties who are looking at it, I mean, more power to you. I mean, the way, the way I look at it is if you are a, a strong, solid uh, conservative and at 22, 23, 24 years old, uh, and you can get yourself elected to me, that that's longevity. You're able to make an impact at such an earlier age and remain in touch with the, with a, with a constituent that's going to with, with your constituent base that's going to grow with you. Um, to me, that is don't don't shy away from it. Double down on it. Um, you know, if if, you, if if your message is right and you're espousing, like I said, conservative principles, sound fiscal management. Um, you know, who says you're too young? That's that's an opinion. That, that to me, that that's a scare tactic. Um, you know, I, and there was certainly there was nobody who directly uh, accused me of being too young, but you know, you, you hear from the great, through the grapevine that, you know, oh, they're too young. They don't have enough experience. Well, it's my opinion. It's okay. Well, maybe what if I think you're too old? Um, I mean, you're, you're, you're not representative and you're not reflective of what the general constituent base is. Um, so you think I'm too young. I think you're too old. So, I mean, that's, 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 we can play this game all day, but at, at the end of the day, I think it comes down to what is our message? What do we stand firm on? And, uh, you know, who, who is going to be able to cross that finish line? And, I, and so this, this idea that you're going to be too young to, to do it, I just, I don't buy that. I don't. Well, speaking it's of a lot of fun, though, when you, when, you know, you win or, you know, even just win the primary and people told you you were too young, um, really makes you feel a lot better. <laughs> well, well, speaking I, I, of. Go ahead, Stevie. Uh, I was just going to say, what, what would, um, when you say speaking of the finish line, sort of what are some of the biggest things that you've looked forward to doing when you were campaigning through this process that you're working on now? Um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of funny you mentioned it. I, I didn't run, I didn't run with some laundry list of, okay, I want to get this done and this done and this done. I mean, I mentioned earlier, I, I ran because I want to safeguard what we have here. Um, you know, if, if, if Tennessee wasn't, if Tennessee wasn't the place to be, people wouldn't be flocking here in droves from California, Illinois, New York, Jersey. I mean, we 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 have a secret sauce that works. Uh, you know, and, and could we be better? Sure, we can always be better. I, I am a firm believer in constant improvement. Uh, but do I think we we are nearly as bad as some people might paint us out to be? Not at all. Um, so I think what I've enjoyed most about getting to do that I campaigned on is is having some involvement in in MOI case in point. I top three issue I campaigned on 
education. I campaigned on infrastructure. I campaigned on uh, the economy. Well, a lot of what a lot of the committees that I'm on, I'm on education instruction. I'm on state government. I'm on uh, you know uh, government ops, education instruction subcommittee. A lot of these things that I campaigned on, I get to see and I get to have a say and a vote in uh, in implementing some of these these bills and and that are coming before us that are going to help continue to make Tennessee the best place on the planet to to raise a family and build a business and and to enjoy personal and economic freedom. Bouncing off that, how has your first few months in session been? Um, has it been what you thought it would be completely different? Um, you said you're still learning and you probably still will for a while, um, but how has it been? You know, it's, it's, it's been good. Uh, I've been, there's, like I said, I enjoy every day showing up. Um, you know, it is, it's been educational. It's, there's days I come home and I'm, I'm wiped out. Um, case in point this last Monday, I was, I was up at three forty-five in the morning. I got to Cordell hole pretty early. Um, we didn't get out of there to about seven thirty at night. I got home eight o'clock. I was needless to say a little tired, but, um, you know, went to bed early, woke up the next morning, right out in bushy tailed and ready to go back to, uh, ready to go back to the Cordell Hall building and get to work. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's something I'm enjoying. It's something I, I never thought I would be doing, but I'm enjoying every day of it. Um, you know, obviously there's still a lot that I've got to learn, but on the other hand, it, it's, like I said, I'm, I'm, I don't feel like I'm point blank at that fire hose anymore. I feel like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm starting to pick up on, on, on things and it's, it's been great. It really has been. It, it, it made campaigning all the more worth it. It definitely, do you feel like now there's a, uh, it was worth all the days in the snow and the ice storms and the rain and you know, was it worth it all? Um, you know, short answer, yes. Uh, long answer, the very first house I knocked on was in the middle of an ice storm. Uh, February of 2022, and this older woman opens up the door. And she goes, "My Lord, is that ice or is that rain?" I said, "Man, that's ice." She goes, "What are you doing out here?" I said, "I'm earning your vote." And she goes, "Well, I'll vote for you in May." I said, "Man, my primary is not till August." She goes, "What are you doing out here so early?" I said, "I got 70,000 people I got to reach, man. I got to start early." Um, you know, it, it's yes. It, 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 every day when I look back over the course of a campaign, and I mentioned hot days and snow and dog bites and, and, and full disclosure, I, I did get bit by a dog, but it was about this big of a dog. Uh, but it was a dog nonetheless, so I still claim I got bit by a dog on the campaign trail. But, uh, you know, all, all of that was, uh, you know, I, I, I counted as, as time well spent uh, because the, the people and circling back to the point about business and relationships. And even in this, uh, the people you meet and the, the, the relationships you build, I, I had breakfast with a guy who, before they redrew the maps, I thought he was in my district, but he was right across the street from my district. And, uh, uh he's actually in, in Gino Bolso's district, but, uh, you know, we, we've become good friends. I had breakfast with him the other day. He wanted to bounce a business idea off me. Um, you know, and so, yeah, the people that I've got a chance to meet and interact with and build these, these 
lasting relationships with, um, that to me is, is priceless. It really is. And now that I'm here well, at the Cordell Hall building and in the house, I mean, to me, that is all the more rewarding because I get to make a difference and I get to make good on what I said I would do. Um, and that, that is the part that I'm enjoying most. So I know you mentioned earlier, you know, there's Kip, there's also Brock Barton, there's a few other young Republicans in the legislature. Have y'all connected about being the younger ones in there and kind of built a bond around being the younger guys in kind of a older man's world? You know, it, it's Brock and Kip and I, I mean, I, I think the world of both those guys and uh, Brock is good people. I still need him to fix my neck a little bit. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, all, all jokes aside, both of those guys are phenomenal people and I am, uh, humbled and honored to be able to serve alongside of them. And, and yes, we, we connected early on and, uh, we've got our, our, our freshman class, quote unquote, uh, that, you know, we're, we're all pretty communicative back and forth, but, you know, Brock and Kip and I, we've, we've got a good relationship and, and, uh, not just, not just from a colleague perspective, I'm, I'm proud to call them friends. Great. Are there any other stories, anything that's happened um, since you've been in the legislature, kind of was, as we wrap this up, anything funny that's happened um, or anything um, as we end this? You know, um, off the top of my head, I mean, it, it's nothing stands out necessarily. There, there are the days where, I mean, we had a conversation with, on the other day when we were debating SB, uh, HBSB1 and, and HBSB, uh, HB9, SB3. Um, you know, it was, it was so hot in that house floor. And, you know, we, we knew it was going to be kind of a heated discussion. And, uh, and God bless him. Uh, one of the Democrats from Davidson County, uh, he stood up and he says, Mr. Speaker, you know, I know it's going to be, you know, it's going to probably get heated in here over some of the subject matter we're going to be discussing. That doesn't mean it has to be hot temperature wise too. Can we please turn on that air conditioner? And, and my, my y'all, I tell you, it was, it was so hot. Every single one of us was just dying. And uh, it finally cooled down about five minutes before we gaveled out. So, I mean, better late than never, but um, you know, nothing, nothing really stands out though. Y'all. I mean, it, every day I, where you enjoy it, you have you have laughs, and uh, you have the good times, you have the bad times, and and everything and anything in between. But it's uh, it it really is unlike anything I've ever done, and I'm I'm loving every second of it. Thank you for listening to Candidate Conversations. I'm your host Andy Cole. Follow Tennessee Young Republicans on social media and donate on our website tnyoungrepublicans.com. Please join us again for the next episode of Candidate Conversations.